Welcome to the Dev Questions Podcast with Tim Corey. Join us each episode as we tackle the questions you are asking about a career in software development, understanding the industry, and new technology. If you're just starting out or you want to grow stronger as a developer, this is the place to get your questions answered. Now, here's your host, expert developer and online educator, Tim Corey. Why is Microsoft retiring Visual Studio for Mac? In August, they announced that Visual Studio for Mac, I'm going to call it VS for Mac right now, um, that's retiring in 2024 in August. So why? Why are they deciding to kill off this product? Are they no longer caring about Mac users? Are they going back to Windows only? What about .NET MAUI? These are all the questions that kind of swirl around this topic. And I initially covered this as a, a video earlier in August where I said, hey, or actually September, where I said, hey, here's what's happening and here's kind of some parts about why, but let's go deeper into why is Microsoft retiring Visual Studio for Mac? Because this is a question that keeps coming up over and over again. Now, if you have a question that you want to get answered, go to suggestions.imtimcorey.com, ask it there, and hopefully you'll see your question answered in a future episode of Dev Questions. So let's answer the question, why is Microsoft retiring Visual Studio for Mac? Well, it's complicated. So let's dive into the complexity of it because it's not a simple answer. And let's start off with where Visual Studio for Mac was right before they announced it was being retired. All right. So number one, it's had low engagement numbers. In fact, it's had low engagement numbers for a, a while now. And by low engagement, I mean there's not a ton of people using it. Yes, there are people using it. And yes, that number isn't one or two, it's thousands potentially, but it's not really Microsoft levels of high engagement, not compared to their other products. So people weren't using it in mass. And then number two, it had low satisfaction numbers. People just weren't happy with the product, even if they were using it. Now, that's kind of a bad place for software to be, right? If not many people are using it and the ones that are using it aren't happy with it. That's not a great start, but it goes deeper than that. Number three, it's hard to create extensions for Visual Studio or Mac. So when you're working with it and trying to make it better, it's kind of limiting in what it can do and, and how it can do it. And number four is the .NET MAUI team was the one making changes to Visual Studio for Mac. So, okay, it's hard to update, has low engagement, has low satisfaction, and now the .NET Mali team is the one having to make those changes. And then number five is one of the big things it did was support Xamarin, the old version that's now .NET Maui, um, previous was, was Xamarin. Um, Xamarin is no longer being supported as of May 2024, meaning one of the big reasons that you needed Visual Studio for Mac was going away in May of 2024. So those are, that's where it kind of was. All right. So that's what was currently happening before they made any announcements. Now you might think, well, if no one liked the product and very few people are using the product, why didn't they just make it better? 
And that was Microsoft's first attempt. That's the first thing they tried to do is they spent a lot of time and money making improvements on VS for Mac. So before they decided to, you know, retire or kill whatever you want to call it, uh, VS for Mac, they put a lot of effort into making it better. And we saw a number of things come into the product that were quite exciting. But here's the thing. Microsoft actually tracks what it does. It doesn't just throw out new software under the void and hope people like it. It actually tracks who's using it and how happy they are through surveys and through other means. And so they watched and noticed that those improvements, which were great improvements, didn't have an impact on either the engagement numbers or the satisfaction numbers. So they put a lot more effort into it and saw no return on investment. Well, or very little, I guess you could say. Because yeah, some people are happy, but happier. And it's like, okay, now I got a 3.1 instead of a 3.0. That's still not great in a scale of 1 to 10. So they put a lot of time and effort into it and didn't see a positive impact. So they decided, you know what? This product really isn't going anywhere. And instead of spending more time and more effort on trying to make a platform work that seemingly very few people cared about, they decided to cut out VS for Mac from their family. And they said, you know what? We're going to retire this platform. But what does cutting that out really mean? What does that mean for the rest of the ecosystem? Well, the number one thing, and this is the thing that I think is really important to think through is that Microsoft, while they are a massive company, have tons of money, they at the same time have limitations. And so they have things like budgetary limitations. So they only have a certain amount of people and a certain amount of money to spend on those departments. So when you think about what are they going to do? Well, if they spend a hundred hours over here, they can't spend that same 100 hours over there. So if they spend a whole bunch of time on VS for Mac, they're not spending it somewhere else. In this case, the .NET MAUI team was the one that was spending a lot of time on VS for Mac. So when they're not spending time on VS for Mac, what are they doing? Well, they're spending more time on .NET MAUI, which quite frankly, needed the time. So this has resulted in some significant changes. And in fact, in .NET 8, which just came out recently, there were over 600 issues resolved and over 1,400 pull requests that were merged into .NET 8 just for .NET MAUI. When you have more time, you can get more done. And that's what's happened. So cutting back on VS for Mac has freed up more time to spend on MAUI. That's a good thing. Number two, VS Code has received and will continue to receive a lot more attention when it comes to C-sharp development. That's also a really good thing because VS Code isn't just going to work for Mac users. All right. So the effort towards VS Code is going to positively impact everyone, not just Mac users. So now Linux users have 
better support for .NET MAUI and Unity and just C Sharp in general because of this new focus on VS Code. So we now have Windows, Linux, and Mac that all have this same user interface, the same platform to build the same applications using C Sharp. So that's a really good thing. It's actually a lot more freeing, a lot better than focusing on a platform that only works on Mac. So the effort not only gets ignored, but can't be used by Linux users or Windows users. Now all three get the benefit of that action. And VS for Mac is still going to be supported through the end of Xamarin support, which means that if you're on Xamarin, you can continue to use VS for Mac because it's continued to be supported through the end of Xamarin support. So Xamarin support ends in May of 2024 and VS for Mac doesn't end support until August of 2024. So there's still continuity throughout this process. So that's what happened and that's why Microsoft made these decisions. Now, yes, there's stuff behind closed doors, of course, but I've been able to talk to developers, talk to people who actually work on the product and got verified that yes, this is what happened and this is why it happened. And I think that while it's a complicated answer, I think that it really sheds a, a broader light on the subject than just they kill the product. All right. There's a, a much better explanation than just that. And it is a bit more complicated, but I have some thoughts. All right. So my first thought is this was a cost benefit analysis decision. Okay. Which all companies have to do. But instead of chasing after something that wasn't working, they made VS code better and Maui better with those same resources. So think of this like pruning a tree. Okay. You could let every branch grow, but that actually makes the tree weaker by pruning back some of those excess branches, some of those that just take resources instead of actually giving resources to the tree, you can make the tree better. And that's what they seem to be doing here by pruning VS for Mac. They've made VS code better, which means development gets better on Linux, just as a side benefit, as well as we now have the same interface across all the platforms in case you want that. And then we also get better fixes and better performance in .NET MAUI because of the additional time that team can spend on that platform. So that pruning seems to be going the right direction. It seems to be making the entire ecosystem better because of this change. So that's my first thought. My second thought is I'm not real thrilled with the timing of all of this. So yes, I think this is the right decision. And yes, I'm not sure if I would change anything. And that's the hard part about all of this is I can be not thrilled and at the same time not have a better solution. But VS Code changes are just getting up to speed. So those, those plugins aren't fully baked yet. And on one hand, they don't have to be because there's a still a year of support or a little less than now, but there's still support through August of 2024 for VS for Mac. But that's a pretty quick transition to go from, well, the plugins aren't quite ready for VS for Code yet, but they're getting there. And 
yet VS for Mac is spinning down. So that transition period is going to be six months or it's going to be three months maybe. I don't know how long it's going to be where people feel comfortable on VS Code and feel comfortable moving away from VS for Mac. I'm not sure how big that window is going to be. Now, some people are already there. It depends on your use case. The the tools for, for VS Code are really good. And there's a lot of positives there. It's just they're not fully there yet. They're not fully polished yet. There's a lot to do. As you know, with any software that you build, the the 80% takes the 20% of the, the time, whereas the, the next 20% is really the hard part. It takes a lot more time to get those edge cases or those things that you know you might not think about when you're just doing you know one solution with one project inside of it. When you're thinking about doing some more complicated things, that can be a little bit harder to do. So that stuff takes time, and that quick transition is a little a little rough on some people. But again, I'm not sure what I would have done differently because if they had said, well, we'll support VS for Mac through 2025, well, now you're you're delaying .NET MAUI. And now you probably aren't using those resources for VS code as much. You're probably still putting a lot into VS for Mac. And all of a sudden, that process just gets longer and longer and longer and more and more uncertainty builds. And by the way, people don't really like VS for Mac anyway. So that's a hard thing to try and figure out what the balance is there. So again, I'm not sure what the better answer is. It just feels like in a perfect world, I would have backed up and started those VS code changes a year or two earlier. But we don't have a perfect world and they didn't know what they're going to do that far back because they were trying to make VS for Mac better. So I get it. I understand. I just wish it would have been different. Okay. And then number three, I think that this is just a normal life cycle of a product. This is something that every product goes through is that, that bell curve of, you know, just getting started and then people start investing it. People love it. And then it starts to slide off the other side where less people are using it, less people are enthusiastic about it. It's not quite keeping up. Maybe you don't have enough time to invest in making it better. And it gets to the point where not many people are using it. And so what do you do? Well, you either invest a lot of resources to hopefully recapture them, which doesn't often happen, or you say, you know what? We're, we're not going to invest anything more into this. We're going to shut this down. And that's what they ultimately decided to do. So this is normal. This is normal business. So is VS for Mac going away a good thing or a bad thing? And that's a, that's a horribly, uh, boiled down question, but I'm going to answer it anyways. And the answer is, I think it's mostly a good thing. I think it's the right move. And I think that Microsoft has shown that by making these choices, they can make better investments into the, the overall .NET ecosystem. And that's better for all of us. So I think this is the right move. Yes, it's a little rocky. Yes, it's going to cause a little bit of turmoil, but how much? I don't think quite as much as you think. And in fact, yes, there are people out there affected, but percentage-wise, the overall community, not very many. And yet, percentage of the overall community that's going to benefit from this is a lot more. So 
I think this is something that, that had to happen. And I think that it was something that is going to benefit us. Is it the perfect solution? Probably not, but I think it's a pretty good choice on Microsoft's part. Okay. So those are my thoughts on Visual Studio for Mac retiring and what it means for us in the community. Thanks for listening. And as always, I am Tim Corey. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Dev Questions. Tim is committed to making it easier for you to become a developer. If you would like to help make more content like this possible, please like, subscribe, rate, and share Dev Questions. You can also send your questions to questions at IamTimCorey.com. Until next time, remember, you are too smart and your time too valuable to waste it making all the mistakes Tim did. When you're ready to learn to think and code like a professional developer, head over to IamTimCorey.com and enroll in a course.